0: Walks. Connecting. London Walks here with your daily London fix. Story time. History time. Oh, what the hell. We might as well. It's partly that I've got a couple of heavy writing and guiding days ahead of me, so this one's going to have to be pretty much a reading one. And here's our jumping off point. It was exactly 260 years ago tonight that 22-year-old James Boswell did it five times with an actress named Louisa. Well, there are worse ways, I suppose, to get through a January night in Georgian London. Though it must have been fairly strenuous, even for a 22-year-old, he was very proud of his achievement. So proud he set it all out in an extraordinary diary entry, which we're about to get be good to know more about Louisa, but alas, all we know about her is her night of Amours with the future biographer of the great Dr. Samuel Johnson. We know a great deal about Boswell, thanks to his letters and diaries and private papers, and of course the write-ups he gives himself in what is generally regarded as the greatest biography in the English language. I dare say it's certainly arguable that we know rather more about Boswell than we'd like to know. That he contracted venereal disease 17 times, for example. Testosterone for brains, I'd say. You see it at the end of this diary entry. I guess the word for it is oversexed. I mean, five times? You'd think he'd be shagged out. But sure enough, his mind starts to wander but not toward the lovely Louisa. Here's the diary entry. I came softly into the room and in a sweet delirium slipped into bed and was immediately clasped in her snowy arms and pressed to her milk-white bosom. Good heavens! What a loose did we give to amorous dalliance! The friendly curtain of darkness concealed our blushes, In a moment, I felt myself animated with the strongest powers of love, and, from my dearest creature's kindness, had a most luscious feast. Proud of my godlike vigor, I soon resumed the noble game. I was in full glow of health. Sobriety had preserved me from effeminacy and weakness, and my bounding blood beat quick and high alarms. A more voluptuous night I never enjoyed. Five times was I fairly lost in supreme rapture. Louisa was madly fond of me. She declared I was a prodigy and asked me if this was not extraordinary for human nature. I said twice as much might be, but this was not, although in my own mind I was somewhat proud of my performance. She said it was what there was no just reason to be proud of, but I told her I could not help it. She said it was what we had in common with the beasts. I said no, for we had it highly improved by the pleasures of sentiment. I asked her what she thought enough. She gently chid me for asking such questions, but said two times. I mentioned the Sunday's assignation, when I was in such bad spirits, told her in what agony of mind I was, and asked her if she would not have despised me for my imbecility. She declared she would not, as it was what people had not in their own power. She often insisted that we should compose ourselves to sleep before I would consent to it. At last I sunk to rest in her arms, and she in mine. I found the Nagus which had a fine flavor, very refreshing to me. Louisa had an exquisite mixture of delicacy and wantonness that made me enjoy her with more relish. Indeed, I could not help roving in fancy to the embraces of some other ladies, which my lively imagination strongly pictured. I don't know if that was altogether fair. However, Louisa had all the advantage... She said she was quite fatigued and could neither stir leg nor arm. She begged I would not despise her and hoped my love would not be altogether transient. I have painted this night as well as I could. The description is faint, but I surely may be styled a man of pleasure. Guy thinks he's George Clooney. Anyway, we'll leave Boswell to his sweet dreams. Concealed by the friendly curtain of darkness, from your ringside seat in Louise's boudoir, you've been listening to the London History Bulletin for January 12th. Emanating from www.walks.com, home of London Walks, London's signature walking tour company, London's local, time-honored, fiercely independent, family-owned, Just the right size walking tour company. And as long as we're at it, London's multi-award-winning walking tour company. Indeed, London's only award-winning walking tour company. And here's the secret. London Walks is essentially run as a guides cooperative. That's the key to everything. It's the reason we're able to attract and keep the best guides in London. You can get schlubbers to do this for 20 pounds a walk. But you cannot get world-class guides, let alone accomplished professionals. It's not rocket science. You get what you pay for. And just as surely, you also get what you don't pay for. Back in 1968, when we got started, we quickly came to a fork in the road. We had to answer a searching question. Do we want to make the most money? Or do we want to be the best walking tour company in the world? You want to make the most money, you go the schlubber's route. You want to be the best walking tour company in the world, you do whatever you have to do to attract and keep the best guides in London. You want them guiding for you, not for somebody else. Bears repeating, the way we're structured, a guides cooperative, is the key to the whole thing. It's the reason for all those awards. It's the reason people who know go with London Walks. It's the reason we've got a large following, a lively, loyal, discerning following. Quality attracts quality. It's the reason we're able, uniquely, to front our walks with accomplished, in many cases, distinguished professionals. Barristers, doctors, geologists, museum curators, archaeologists, historians, criminal defense lawyers, Royal Shakespeare Company actors, a on some great London walks. See you tomorrow.